All right, I've got Matthew Lean Garner on the podcast, brother. It's such a such a pleasure to have you on. So you are a, an established coach, an established leader who really takes a stand for you know humanity, and it's um it's a real privilege to to have you on. I've had such a awesome journey with you um, over the past kind of six months, and you know just getting to know you at a deeper level. Um, it's just been so so wonderful. Um, so wonderful. So thanks. Thanks for, for your kind of, thanks for everything, brother. Thanks for everything. And it's, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you, brother. I was, um, I was hoping you'd ask me sometime. I've been watching like the, the podcast, just kind of like go from strength to strength and watching all these other humans I love landing and being asked to come on. And now it's my turn. So it feels really nice. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Um, so the first question is, I'd really love to know just how you landed here right now. Like, it's been such a, a massive journey for you. You've, you've shared it with, with myself, snippets. But I'd love to hear just a few snippets of your kind of story, you know, pivotal kind of moments in your life that have kind of brought you here right now. Yeah, you know, I, I still feel like I'm working it out as I go as well. Like, it's not like I've landed somewhere and it's like, okay, we're now at the end of the race. Like things are done now, just continue doing this. It's, it's more of like a constant unfolding into the truth of myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I've chosen that path in life as well with like the, the, the path of, of coming to truly know myself ever deeper, ever more, um, really understanding myself as an infinite being and just on a quest to uncover as many of the little crevices and rabbit holes of, of who I am and what I'm here to do as possible over a lifetime. But, uh, you know, of, of all the stories that I could kind of tell the one that, uh, the one that probably serves them the best for me, or just means the most to me maybe is, uh, that when I was five, almost six, my, my parents split, I was the oldest brother in the family and my dad, left to go to Papua New Guinea to go on his own journey. And I, I had these two younger brothers and I knew that they were going to like, they, they weren't going to have a dad, essentially. There wasn't going to be a dad around. Mm -hmm. And I decided to, like a little, little six-year-old me decided to be like, okay, I'm going to be the best like role model, the best big brother I possibly can. And that really was the, you know, I can talk about all the programs I've done or all the money I've paid or the experience I've had, but really when it comes down to it, like the, the, the very first like piece in this lifetime was me looking at my brothers and being like, okay, I'm going to try and be the best human I can for them. Mm. And that sent me on a lifelong quest of, of seeking the truth of uh, listening to the quiet whispers, not just the loud ones, mm. to never taking any knowledge or wisdom for granted. And also to never just, any anything anyone ever told me, to never, never just receive that as full truth, to always look beyond someone else's truth into my own. Mm. And yeah, along, along the way, I became a teacher and like I was a high school teacher and a primary school teacher and I've, I did social work and trauma work and I worked on cattle stations and had this crazy like unfolding. I did, I was like a speaker for mental health and suicide awareness and all these, there's just all these little bizarre stories that kind of like create the, 
the the full picture of who I am now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't, they, none of them would have happened. And absolutely where I am now, like in a position to essentially live wherever I want, whenever I want, and just spend pretty much every single day of my life just living well and in service to humanity. I'd never be able to be in this place if that original that original choosing to, to be a role model and mentor for my brothers hadn't happened. That's awesome. That's awesome. So a real, a real father, a real father figure. And that's, that's what I see in your work at the moment. Um, a real father figure kind of energy. And for those that are listening as well, you know, it's like we all have our, our different stories and backgrounds and some people, you know, their parents are split up and it causes mayhem, like, like temporarily, but it, it really guides you on your, your path and it really forms kind of, who you are today. Um, so special journey, really special journey. I didn't do it well. I didn't, I didn't necessarily do it well, by the way. Like I set out to be a mentor for my brothers mm. and I, it, it didn't mean they always saw me as a mentor <laughs> or that they always, or I always made the right decisions. It just, it just was kind of this North star um, to, to always keep, uh, to always keep leaning into the truth and, um, coming to know myself and the world around me. Yeah. It's, it's such an invitation for other people as well. How like the, you know, that, that, that it wasn't like I was empowered when my father left as a kid. Mm. It was like I was broken yeah. and I, I found some strength in the, like in being a role model. And I found some strength in being a little kid who wanted to do good for my brothers. Mm. And so I, I really feel like these, you know, and it, it's, it's kind of said a lot as well that these breaking moments, these kind of moments that tear us apart can also be the moments that make us. And, to, you know, when we look for the, when we look for the making of us in them, we can find it. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thanks very much for, for sharing a bit of your story there. And moving on to another question. So today, you know, as, as it stands, we're in this kind of really weird like dynamic of like what, the coronavirus and just I mean this time last year like it was kind of normal you know normal life you know everyone was kind of doing their thing and then just boom this just this thing just hit and it's like the the world's done a complete 360 it's done a complete 360 no one knows what the hell's going on and it's you know it's scary you know people are people are scared that the unknown is is scared I'm, I'm i'm feeling that um as as i'm sure you are too so it's just like people want to find that kind of um people want to know what's going on um so in your eyes like if, if we kind of zoom out um you know, what's, what's kind of going on? What, what's the bigger picture? What's actually, what's playing out here um, on a humanitarian level? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's kind of like you said, there's, there's almost infinite levels to zoom out to. You know, you can, you can literally zoom out to, a, to like a universal level mm. um, and from that level see that earth is less than a grain of sand in the grand scheme of all things. Um, and then you can talk about some of the, like what, what appears to be crazy far out stuff that occurs at a universal level that, um, 
is just it just you know it almost feels insane the the depth and uh, extraordinary narrative of it all. Or you can you can kind of zoom in a little bit more and like you said at a at a human level um, what's going on. And there's so many things. You know, I've got I've got some really strong opinions that I've developed. I didn't I didn't kind of like make a stand for um, anything around Corona straight up. I really wanted to like other than I knew that fear was an even bigger virus. So if you kind of like trace back my the stuff to the beginnings of Corona, the biggest thing I was sharing is that the biggest virus is fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what, no matter what the story or how it unfolds, the frequency of fear just breaks us apart moment by moment. Mm-hmm. And we'll disempowered fear. There's like an empowered fear where you grow and evolve mm-hmm. at, a, at a human level, like human society and the, you know, the earth, the earth herself right now, essentially we're in chrysalis space. So if we're like the, if, we're, if, if we as a collective are the butterfly, then right now we are in a chrysalis and we are hurting and shaking and transforming and things that were in one place are moving to be put in other places. Mm. And you really, like really we have, either one or two things are going to happen. Either we're going to be destroyed in all of this as a society in general, or we're going to emerge as a butterfly. And so I don't know about you, but I don't really want humanity to be destroyed by all of this. So I, I, I like to think that I like to kind of like put my, I'll put my money on us emerging as a butterfly, if that makes sense. And so all the pain and all the, all the kind of the shake and the unknowing and the, you know, is the government really looking after us and like vaccines and are they really good? They, you know, they call they have bad results for, you know, they, they cause autism or dysfunction or whatever, like all of these pieces, um, they're, they're just, they're here in the space around us and they create an environment that is what we're in right now, which is like, we do not know what's going to happen next or five years from now or 10 years from now, your guess is as good as mine, except we have an opportunity to either hold the vision and act on the butterfly or hold the vision and act on the destruction. Yeah. And so, and this is, this isn't like a message of love and light at all. This is a mash, a, a, a message of like right now we are, we are essentially the, you know, how you, it's like the, the, the simple explanation is like, you know, you got to like, you got to like tear muscles to kind of like have them reform and build bigger sort of thing. We're kind of in that. We're kind of in the tearing right now. Like things are at an emotional level. Like people are, I I think we're kind of in a period of time where the most suicides that have ever happened are happening right now because the tension is so great. And so, you know, these are the kind of the things that we have to really feel into and look at. Like while we're in this chrysalis, while we're breaking apart, while we're being remade into what comes next. Uh, and also the caterpillar doesn't know it's going to be a butterfly. It's not like I'm going into this little place to become a butterfly. It just, it goes in and it's just like, oh, what is happening to me? I thought I was supposed to be safe in here, uh, you know? And so we're really being, we're really being called while, you know, while we're in this, this destruction and this reshaping to, to listen to our hearts to listen to our deepest truths, not to the television, not to not even to government, but to listen to what is inside and the you know the thing that so many people have 
have become removed from, like their the inner voice, the inner truth, mm. come back to our heart, to come back to our breath, to listen to the wisdom that is here and to trust that and follow that with the fullness of our being. And this is, this is part of the magic of this moment. Being human beings all over the world, starting to come back to their breath, starting to come back to their heart, starting to listen beyond the, the media, beyond the noise, beyond the, you know, the dictatorship kind of that, that's evolving on earth and really come back to themselves and be like, what is my truth? And then from there, how can I stand for that? How can I be a voice for that? How can I, how can I make sure that as we evolve, that, I, that the, my inner truth is as important and as, you know, in, in, in the space around us with us as anyone else's. Yes. This is where leadership comes in. And this is the, you know, it just almost that explains the butterfly we become as, as different humans all over the world come into the truth of themselves, come back to their breath, come back to their heart, come back to their inner knowing and stand for that. I love that. I love that. Thank you so much. And, and you guys as well, kind of what are we like, why is this transformation happening? As in like, where are we, where are we coming from? and where are we going like in a in a sense of like if we talk about the paradigm yeah um, yeah yeah so i mean there's a few kind of different ways that we can do this but i think i'll just i'll just do the most um the, like the, the most 3d normal human mm. kind of answer to all of this which is that essentially we kind of numbed out as a collective we we we've pretty much numbed out from our reality pretty hardcore um we you know we don't you know when if you eat a if you eat a piece of steak you weren't the one who you know killed the cow or and butchered it you know that you're so removed from the actual processes that the things that were and I'm, I'm using the food example it's not even like one of my biggest kind of like things i advocate for but it's it's a really good example of how removed we are from our reality you know, like we we're removed from the full process that that cow goes through. We're we're removed when we drink milk or whatever. You know, you're removed from the 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 process that milk's gone through. You're removed from the conditions the cow was in when it was produced. Removed from the hormones that were injected into the cow, so it would um, essentially have a, a baby that is killed that is then and then that it produces milk to feed that baby so it's right there the milk's there for us to drink and now it's in a bottle you know like there's such on a, on a mass level and there's a lot of people who aren't removed they're aware of it and they're they're almost like angry about it right yeah and i'm, I'm just using the food example right now i don't want anyone to get caught up in in like you know the particular like you know veganism or food or don't hurt the cows like right now i just really would like love everyone to kind of listen to the like the overarching idea and the like this is a metaphor for what's going on we are disconnected from our reality we are essentially numbed out you know we have a population that is over medicated we have a collective that is so caught in a rat race to get to a thing that isn't even going to make them happy yet here they are going after it thinking that one day if they get there then that's when they'll be happy and guess what happens they get there and guess what they aren't happy and so the you know if you if you talk to people on their deathbed and i've seen a lot of these conversations the things that they reflect back on are 
It is the it is the moments in life of connection, of love, of depth, of being present to people and really knowing, really knowing people. You know, one of my biggest challenges in my life, not challenges, but one of the things that hurts my heart is the fact that I don't think my family really knows me. Mm. I don't like I, my family doesn't really know me. They don't like my mum doesn't want to have a a deep conversation with me. You know, she wants to keep this idea of me that she has and kind of put it in a box. And that's, that's who Matthew is. And we'll put him over there. And so much so that I've been like coaching for 15 years now. And I spoke to my grandma the other day and she, the first thing she asked me was, have you got a job yet? And I'm just like, ah, you know, like it, it just, it demonstrates how removed mm. from each other, even in my family, we are, yeah. you know, like not once has my mother come to me and said, I want to sit down with you and really get to know you. And it's like, know the truth of you. Just really feel who you are as a man now. Not once has that happened. And this is, that's just an example from my family. That's all over the world, mm. all over the world. We don't, do we really know each other? And so like we got, we have like this disconnected, disconnection from our food and our resources and the processes they go through for us to almost be having like this, you know, plastic on a plate that we're consuming. And it's, we're so detached from it mm. to our families, not really even like, like being connected to the reverence of having another soul in your family and truly wanting to know that soul, you know, like we're put in boxes and just kind of put over there on the shelf. And it's all, it's a lot easier when you put someone in a box and they're on the shelf because you don't have to really like change your perspectives or change your values or change your beliefs. And that right there is the numbing cycle, the numbing pattern that the collective, that humanity as a whole, not everyone, but so many, the vast majority have been stuck in. And right now, everyone's feeling pain. Mm. Right now, everyone's feeling the shake. Right now, everyone's being faced to look in the mirror. Right now, people are spending more time inside watching Netflix and getting kind of sick of it than ever before, mm. right? We are, we are in a moment where people are beginning to listen. Mm. So what's happening on a human level is moment by moment, bit by bit, we're beginning to actually look at ourselves and actually think about, well, do I really know my son? If he got, if he's taken by coronavirus or something like that, or some other thing that, you know, probably makes a lot more sense because there's such a small percentage of people actually die from coronavirus. But if, if, you know, if he's taken by something, well, oh, I won't even know who he is. And so those conversations are beginning to land. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we're beginning to get to know ourselves, to get to actually look at the world around us and consider it and look at the humans around us and be like, oh, that right there is another being with a soul that not just kind of like some face on a canvas, like who are they? And this is like in these things, there is a really deep hint for what is coming for humanity. And it's not going to be easy necessarily. There's going to be some shake. We're in a chrysalis but it's happening. Yes. Yes. I love that. And yeah, it's just like people, we live in a world where people um, chase th something that's external to themselves, you know, success. Um, I mean, we all need to, you know, make a living and get by and all, all these things. Um, but I, 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 for one, actually fell into that trap as well, you know, wanting to, to kind of chase success, wanting to earn the money. Um, just because, yeah, I think it just it came from a, a place of, um, I don't know, I had a few kind of failures in the past, that kind of thing, you know? 
and people want to kind of, I wanted to prove myself, you know, to society. I was wanting to, you know, I can do this. I can earn, you know, 10,000 pounds a month and travel the world and, you know, do my thing. Um, and that's when I kind of, it was just, it wasn't right. It wasn't right. And it wasn't actually too long ago that I, um, that I kind of awaked to, to this, to my, to my reality, you know, maybe only sort of six months ago or so when I actually went on a, on, on a journey, a sort of kind of soul journey, um, really just to, really just to get to know myself at a deeper level, you know, why I was doing the things I was doing. Um, but having, having been there, I can see, I can see that this is the way kind of societies actually run, you know, on, on pretty much, like I'm not saying this, not saying this lightly, pretty much every single level. Um, and from my perspective, we're, it's like a, it's like a rebirthing of, of humanity. And it sounds, and I do get that people may think it sounds a bit woo-woo, it sounds a bit out there. And, you know, I, I probably would have thought the same, like listening back to myself, you know, six months ago, but you know, I'm, I'm here to take a, a stand for, for us and in, in my truth as well. And in doing so, I hope, I hope, you know, people actually listen. Um, and just, yeah, as, as you say, Matthew, just, just, um, just listen to, you know, your heart. Um, and just, just tune in to the kind of subtle sort of messages. And yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know where to look, you know, because, you know, we go to the media for, I don't know, for example, and you, we've got the masks and then, you know, everyone's kind of talking about, oh, put your mask on, Peter. We're just kind of stuck in this like bubble. It's a, it's a bubble. Um, and sooner or later, like myself and yourself, we're, we're holding the vision. This, this bubble is going to pop. And this, you know, this beautiful butterfly is gonna gonna come out. It's gonna have big red wings. It's, you know, it's gonna be. It sounds like something off a movie or a book you read or something. But this is this is it. This is um, this is the truth. You know. So, I think it's really important for people to have pillars of support in their life. You know, people they listen to, look up to, that kind of thing. Um, and also, yeah, I think like the Aquarian age as well. Um, could you maybe talk a bit about the Aquarian age? Yeah, sure, sure. That's probably probably like one of the middle of all the of all the kind of levels we could talk about. It's like one of the the middle ones. Hmm. Um, so every every like I think it's like two thousand years, roughly. Um, we transition into different, well, you know, Earth essentially is, is currently moving at tens of thousands of kilometers an hour or miles an hour through the universe. In a, it, we're in kind of a, a local galaxy and, you know, we're kind of spinning around at center points and, um, and even like our solar system is part of multiple solar systems in a galaxy. So the galaxy's moving, our solar system's moving, the sun's moving, and Earth's moving around the sun. And every, you know, we essentially, we're constantly, even in this moment right now, in just so much motion. There's so much motion going on. And it's sometimes you've got to zoom out really, really wide to really take in how much motion is happening in this very moment because it's very simple to just like be like, oh, it's so quiet. And, in this dining room, you know, like just chilling out. Um, but essentially our planet earth 
just like the rest of our solar system moves through different parts of the cosmos. And if you think about, uh, when you think about things at a frequency level, like earth, you can listen to earth. You can listen to like the vibration, the frequencies of earth. And she, she has her own unique frequencies, right? When she's in trouble, those frequencies change when she's really alive and awake and things are healthy on a, a grand scheme, those frequencies are, are slightly different, but there's like this kind of like this hum to earth. Same with all these other, all these other planets, every planet, every celestial body has its own frequency. And so those celestial bodies create like kind of collective frequencies. And so you can imagine as earth moves through the cosmos and it comes into like different areas and there's, it comes through into different frequencies or different collective frequencies. And so this is one of the things that astrology maps and makes sense of. And so the Aquarian age at, a, at an astrological level is Earth coming into Aquarian frequencies in the universe. And so what that, what that means, like, so, so Jesus, the last age was kind of like around a Jesus-y time. Um, we kind of transitioned gradually into like Jesus-y consciousness frequencies. The planets reflected that. Everything's deeply connected. Everything is so much more connected than we were taught. We are taught in, you know, primary school, high school, or at all during work. No matter, like, no matter how deep we've gone on YouTube, there's a lot, there's, we've barely scratched the surface of 1% of 1%, you know? And so the, essentially everything's so connected that as we move around, the, the very frequencies of our environment shift and change. And it's so subtle and it's so gradual that, you know, mainstream science doesn't really track it too closely. It does a little bit, but barely at all. But the way that it impacts, the way that it impacts us as a collective, as humanity itself, is that we move and adjust and all of a sudden we're in a whole new frequency ecosystem. And so we're coming into an Aquarian frequency ecosystem and the same way that different notes and music evoke different emotions, the same way that, you know, like you listen to, you listen to watch a movie and you'll hear like this kind of low anxiety building grumble as you come up to the action points and you kind of get, you're starting to like, Oh, something's about to happen here. Um, or you kind of like hear like the, the kind of the gentle, like elven, you know, bagpipey, bell ringing tingle at the end of the Lord of the Rings. And it's kind of like, very like, ah, da, 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 da. you know, like, ah, they did the thing and here they are, you know, at the end of the journey, ah, we can all relax. Our nervous systems can chill the same way that those that music influences us. So do the collector, the frequencies of the cosmos influence us. And so as we transition through the cosmos and come into the Aquarian age, essentially we're coming into a time that has been known about by civilizations, by, by astrologists, by uh, ancient scientists who actually took the stars into account, by um, prophesizers as they drop prophecies of the future using the stars and the knowledge of how we're transitioning through the cosmos. Um, we're coming to an age that even the Aboriginal Australians spoke about. They call it the new dreaming. Yeah, even if you look at, if you look at Christianity, the return of Christ or um, through my eyes, Christ consciousness, Christ frequency. Yeah. And so when you look at the Aquarian age, we're coming into an age and stage where it's all about coming back together. It's all about community. It's about humanness. It's about really 
looking each other in the eye, belly to belly, and beginning to gather for an unfolding that happens in the mess of our humanness. It's not necessarily like a, you know, the butterfly is not just going to come out and be clean and just fly away happily. It's like, no, like the butterfly is going to emerge and it's going to, it's going to be beautiful, but it's also going to be human and there's going to be humanness and there's going to be a little bit of mess in the exchanges as we continue to unfold for the rest of history. But the Aquarian age has been known to be coming for thousands of years and we are trained, we're in a 120-ish, 140-ish year period where we're actually moving into it. And what you're going to see is you're going to see people coming together. Like the 1960s and the hippie movement was almost the, almost the beginnings of it. You know, like people, like this kind of undercurrent of people coming together and gathering and connecting. And, you know, it, it was very much in a, a very uh, rebellious hippie frequency at that point. But to be honest, most things that, that begin um, are very much the extreme version when it begins there's almost like the, it begins with this extreme angle of it yeah. and so maybe that's where we're going maybe there's something not quite that that's coming but what i can tell you is that we're coming into an age and a phase of our collective reality and the story of earth where we are beginning to dream up the new dreaming the, the reality of our collective future together we have the power to dream it up and to dream it up, it involves coming together, to coming out of the cave, to actually meeting each other face-to-face, belly-to-belly, to feeling other humans, to letting go of the very things that we have kind of had us caged for so long. You know, some of the things that we learn in school aren't even true. I grew up in Australia and we literally get taught a, a false history of Australia in mainstream schooling. Like, just I'm a teacher. I am a teacher and I am telling you that the, the, what they get taught in primary school in Australia is a false history of Australia. The, the real juicy bits are removed. So, yeah, this is, what, this is what the Aquarian Age is. Essentially, it's part of the excitement of this moment in time because none of us really know all the way what it means except that it means we come together. It means that this is what's going to happen whether we like it or not. Humans will come together. We will co-create. And bit by bit, moment by moment, we're going to move into a new phase, a golden age, a Christ consciousness-ish phase, a new dreaming. And it is magical to, it's really magical when you look at all these different cultures and religions and see how this moment in time, this, you know, almost like 140 to 200-ish year phase has all these crossovers. And it's so easy to get caught up in a, you know, 80-year life or a 100-year life or a 60-year life. So easy to get caught up in the, the day by days of that. Yeah. But when you yeah. zoom the fuck out and you actually see all these things crossing over, yeah. it's real magic to be had right now in our lives. And the queer and age is part of that. Thank you so much. That was, that was incredible. And, you know, us humans, we, we're, we're all the same. We're all the same. You know, we all experience the same emotions. So we're the same species, you know, we're, we're exactly the same. I mean, we all feel the same sort of thing as well. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's all about, I mean, the, the highest emotional kind of states are, you know, love. People, I mean, that is the highest emotional state. I mean, we deserve to feel love all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it's all about. We, we, like, as soon as we're in fear, we're not in love. It's love mm-hmm. or it's fear. 
and that's that's why that's what I want for myself. That's what I want for you know for everyone. Um, and yeah, joy, another another high emotion, peace. These these are the these are the high emotions that we. It's our birthright to feel at any moment as part of being a human being. That is our fucking birthright to feel, and nothing can nothing can take that away from us. Like nothing. Um, and just just let that be known that you deserve to you deserve to feel um, you deserve to feel these emotions. And yeah, and I guess that's um, that's what as you very well put together the Aquarian age, that's what it's all about. You know, the, the coming togetherness of us all. Um, and not, not just for us in our lives, you know, but for like generations to come. You know, our, our children and our, 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 our grandchildren and, you know, like 500 years time, you know, this, this is, this is kind of sowing the seed for humanity, for, you know, for the future. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's an incredible time. It's uh, it's it's a scary time um, as well. But you, I loved I loved your analogy of the the butterflower in the in the cocoon. Um, that was that was magical. Um, we also co-authored a book um, recently. Well, mm-hmm. I was um, yeah, and it's called the New Earth Codes Quest. So mm-hmm. I, me myself and yourself who kind of facilitated the whole book. And we came together with, I think it was 23 other people. We shared our kind of lessons, really, um, in life, like thus far, you know. Um, that was a really, that was a really powerful journey. I'd love to know, um, I'd love to know what are your, what are your kind of, two or three lessons that you've learned so far that are just like, you know, even bodied and it's solid and it's, it's part of you or sort of two or three, maybe. Mm. Okay. So, so ones that I've embodied, I, like so many of them, I continue to, to go deeper on. And I, yeah, I, if, if there was one at the top of the, at the top of the tree, it would be that I am, an imperfect ever unfolding being mm-hmm. and i like the less the lesson is that uh i am on a lifelong journey to uncover myself mm-hmm. and that means that i get to stand in front of people and be confident and solid but also know that i am imperfect and unfolding and i don't have to be cocky or uh have have like crazy dominating ego around that because I'm looking into the eyes of other beings who are unfolding into them, them themselves. Mm. And so, yeah, lesson number one is to just to really own that I'm unfolding deeper into the truth of myself every moment of every day. Mm. Sometimes I stuff up a lot and, and kind of like back, turn things up backwards a little bit. And other times I, I kind of, I kind of speed it up and it, it unfolds even deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the yeah, number one is that I'm, I'm ever unfolding into the truth of myself. And if it, like the, the mainstream opposite of that is like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Um, the moment that the moment that you become the old dog, you can't teach new tricks. You're pretty much dead. Mm. 
you're pretty much dead because that's saying that you know yourself all the way. And I tell you what, if you can, you're not, you're not here on earth to know yourself all the way. You're here, you're here on earth to know yourself as deep as the length of your life can go because you are, again, it's like the universe and it's, a, it's like ourselves, ourselves as the universe. We're really only scratching, you know, 1% of 1%. So yeah, just, just kind of almost humbling myself to knowing that I'm ever unfolding into myself. And the one thing people can't normally do is know that they're never going to truly know all of the truth of themselves and feel solid and confident in it. But it's actually the flip. It's when you know that you're going to continue unfolding for the rest of your life, you act, there's actually a peace and a humbleness and a power that comes with that because it means that you, it's not about seeking the truth. It's about unfolding to and surrendering to the truth of yourself. And so yeah. I'm constantly finding, constantly finding new edges, new, new crevices, new pieces, new fundamental truths of who I am and, and what, is, what is here within myself beyond any you know, archetypal definition or description, even though they help on the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number one. Number two, what would number two be? Number two is that we're all in this together, mm. genuinely. We genuine. it's very Aquarian age, that one, we're all in this together. Yeah. And we're just all doing the best we can with what we've got. Mm. And so it, that doesn't mean that you can't, you can't be the, and this is maybe more the lesson even beyond the we're all in this together. If we're all in it together, the call to action for you and I and anyone else who's prepared to listen to it is to be as embodied a leader lander on earth as possible because the greatest gift that we can ever give anybody is the is the true the true expression of ourselves mm. ourselves landed in our body in our power in our heart looking eye to eye with other beings no bullshit just actually genuinely caring being the frequency of love and power and truth all at once because you can't fake real. And so if we, and this is why it's so important for us to ever unfold into ourselves is because this is when we, when we own ourselves, when we come into our truth, that is a gift to those around us. It's a calling to those around us the same way that I don't know about you, but in my very early days, I saw humans and I was like, what? they're so happy and lit up. There's something, there's like something about them that just has a sparkle to it there's a there's a hope there's an embodiment there's something land i didn't even know the word embodiment back then but there's something in that human right there that is an answer to the questions of where should humanity go and then i'd look to my right my left and my right and i'd see other humans who are, i'm surrounded by who weren't happy who were kind of numb who just disconnected from their emotions disconnected from their bodies just numbing out constantly like ah or just yeah. really angry, road raging, you know, like, ah, okay, this is what I'm surrounded by, but there's something over there. Yeah. And, and now I seek to be that person for others. Mm. Oh, great journey, brother. Great journey. And then thanks for holding this paradigm of love for, you know, for everyone. And right, then, I got you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's powerful. And an old dog, new tricks. I mean, that's, I, I see a lot of our kind of older society. I mean, they're, they're the kind of ones that are, are most kind of scared in this kind of situation at the moment. You know, they're always the one wearing the mask and 
um, that that kind of thing. So, yeah, it'd be great to um, it'd be great to see these guys. Um, well, obviously, we need to want to look up that our ancestors and we greatly respect them. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be it'd be great just to see them, um, you know, not in fear and well, not just them, everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my my kind of thoughts on that is that we should learn from elders and elders should learn from children. And if, and if elders don't learn from children, they're not the kind of elders I want to learn from. Yeah. That's, that's super powerful. Super, super powerful. Cause when we're children, we're just, we're free and we don't really care and we're just being ourselves. And, but as we get older, we just kind of get more worried and worried and yeah, just, I love that. I love the dynamic of, you know, children being the new kind of at the center of our new, of our new earth, of our new earth. They are the, they are everything. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, over time we get conditioned to be a certain way. And, you know, as, as a child, they're, they're free, you know, they're, they're, they're completely free. They don't have any worries or, you know, the, play and the music they find their unique talents and it kind of stops at a certain age it stops in our current society but it doesn't need to stop like you can you there's endless amount of talents you can find and mm-hmm. you know it's just um it's just an ongoing an ongoing adventure um Man, it's, it's have, yeah, what are you going to say there, sorry? I was going to say, I've got, I've got a little gift for your audience, anyone listening. Um, it is a, it's just a question. So maybe a guide, a North Star of sorts. Mm. And it's, it's, it's this simple. Every time, so th- think back to the last time you experienced bliss, g- like genuine bliss. Mm. Think back to the last time you experienced genuine awe. Think back to the last time that you experienced genuine unstoppable heart frequency inspiration mm-hmm. and if the answer to your reflecting isn't today then you're on the wrong path right now mm-hmm. and you have to be courageous enough to look in a different direction to listen where you haven't been listening and to go where you haven't gone and sometimes that means leaning where you haven't lent before and that's my call to action right now to lean where you haven't lent before Thanks so much, man. That's um, that's super powerful. And then to the guys listening as well, hope you hope you enjoyed this um, this collaboration. And Matthew, you're such you're just such a legend, man. I really look up to you, and I look forward to um, yeah, I look forward to more journeys with you. I love you, brother. It was so beautiful getting to spend. Uh, I mean, we've seen each other three times in the last like month, which has been really cool. Yeah. Um, but really special to to spend a week with you. Not so far, not so long ago just kind of festivaling and camping and exploring the Glastonbury region of the UK. It was really, really magical. And also, um, for those listening too, yes, we're, yeah, and likewise, it was just absolutely magical. Matthew's going to be coming to uh, the UK, um, Edinburgh, Glasgow, and we're going to do a little trip around the north, uh, north, north coast, the north coast 500. So if any of you guys want to kind of meet up with us, we'll be hosting like brunches and, you know, just just really great events. Just just coming together to open our hearts and really just share, you know, what's what's here for us right now. Um, 
So yeah, we'll we'll see you there, guys. Thanks, thanks for joining, and we'll see you in the next episode.